High FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Well, joining us on the line now is uh, Dr. Margaret Harris, spokesperson at the World Health Organization. Doctor, good afternoon to you, and thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure to be with you. Great to have you on board, Doctor. As we look into the humanitarian situ- situation uh, concerning Gaza with uh, its medical and essential supply needs, humanitarian aid, etc., who, how, how has uh, the World Health Organization managed to contact the Al Shifa Hospital in Gaza so far, given that uh, communications were severed earlier on? Well, certainly it's with difficulty, and mm. we contact either directly or through our Ministry of Health focal points. Right. And what they're telling us is uh, are things that you are beyond belief, beyond belief as a healthcare worker, that you are presiding over a place that should be a place of healthcare, should be a Indeed. safe haven that's been transformed into scenes of death, devastation, and despair. And... The staff who were there, and there are still up to 600 healthcare workers in Al Shifa Hospital, they are terrified. They don't know any minute whether or not they'll be next. Indeed. <laughs> wow, such a touch and go situation, as you say, doctor. And as you've mentioned now, the, uh, the sanitary, the cleanliness and whatever you, all these factors now affecting the hospital at the moment. But at the same time, um, these conditions are extending beyond the premises of the hospital. Or how, what is, uh, how, what is who, um, what is who established? What is who witnessing on the ground regarding the humanitarian side of things, regarding evacuation and um, um, influences on health aspects at this point in time uh, in, in Gaza? So you're right to extend this well beyond one hospital. There are, in sure. fact, only 15 hospitals in the entire Gaza Strip. Mm-hmm. Um, that's for... 2.1 million people that are functioning in any shape or form. And by functioning, I really mean not being able to do much more than put Band-Aids on. Um, right. They can only deal with the most emergent, uh, urgent cases, and they've got twice as much, 200% of need compared with their ability to meet it. What I mean is that if you are there as a nurse or a doctor, you ha- there's no way you can physically see more than half of the people who are lining up in front of you. And wow. they are the worst injured people. Remember, every mm, minute mm, more mm. need is created, not just by the bombs and the bullets, but right. because there's no water, there's no food, there's no... Um, uh, there, there's a rise in diarrhea. I was going to come rise. to that, doctor, if I can cut yeah. you short there. I mean, besides sorry. the hospital, as you mentioned. No, 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 sorry. Uh, if I can come in there, besides the hospitals, as you've mentioned, if we look at it from a broader perspective, we've also got the residential areas now that have been, uh, well, quite, quite frankly, quite frankly targeted. And uh, yes. as, as a result, this has affected the sanitation and, uh, and this, well, such facilities, piping, etc. call it what you may. What is Wu seeing on the ground? from that perspective so remember that, that there's been a siege now for five weeks Indeed. so water hasn't been allowed in um, a little bit of water and food has been able to get in we've been able to get uh, between 600 700 trucks of aid in now 
on a normal day, Gaza would have that level of supplies brought in normally, just for normal stuff. Right. Not um, for the massively increased needs that they're all experiencing now. And that would happen on a day. We've only been able to get those 600, 700 trucks in in the last couple of weeks. Wow. We have trucks and supplies lined up on the other side of the building, but building, sorry, border. But also I just was in a meeting just before um, speaking to you, and my colleagues were saying that there's no fuel to even drive the trucks inside wow. Gaza once you get them inside Gaza. So even with the best will in the world, because of the um, the ban on supplying fuel, on taking fuel into Gaza that's been imposed by the you know, one-sided hostilities, uh, it's it's impossible even to do the most basic things right now. It's really the only answer here is a ceasefire, and and for both parties just to stop it, return the hostages, mm-hmm. get them home, stop the fighting, and start talking as humans, not as people filled with hate. Indeed, Doctor. Now, speaking of uh, the hostages, and he actually brought me to my next question. Has the World Health Organization established any contact with Hamas to find out how the hostages are doing? We have spoken with the families of the hostages and, and really, you know, to my heart, just to really? think of what it must be like. Mm-hmm. Not only have your children, your parents, your your sister or brother been snatched after a horrific sure. Uh, day of hor- uh, atrocities, you know, mm-hmm. seeing the, their friends and family killed when then snatched and dragged off somewhere else. But now they're in the middle of this horror. Um, right. And the families, all they can see is witness this horror and wonder what on earth is happening to their, uh, ha- happening to their loved ones. So this is why we over and over again are calling for the immediate release of mm-hmm. the hostages along with urgent access to them. We want access to them to be able to deliver for medical care. Understood. Doctor, we've just about run out of time. Thank you so much for giving us some background as to what's transpiring on the ground in Gaza at the moment from a medical and essential goods needs, if you can put it that way, and humanitarian, shall we say, perspective. Dr. Margaret Harris, spokesperson at the World Health Organization.